Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me on this episode, my friends. I am super excited that we have another day to share together and to serve our King. You know, my friends, um, one of the things here at the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast and in the Kid Ministry Collective community is that we want to see our community and our kingdom of God grow. We truly believe that if we help each other, We are better together, and this is so much of a bigger thing than us. Children's ministry is way bigger than any one of us, and so together we can truly accomplish more for the kingdom of heaven. But you know what? I have to make each day count, and uh, I'm recording this a day later because we had some technical issues, and of course, everybody knows this is just a day later than the great Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp shutdown of 2021. Oh, I hope you marked yourself safe from that. (laughs) Anyway, my friends, I hope it was a very productive day because we weren't on social media for an extended part of the one day here um, when we're recording this podcast. But anyway, this episode is all about it's the fourth quarter and how are we going to make it count? You know, I love sports. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a college football fan. I love the fourth quarter of a game. There's something about the fourth quarter when it happens. The intensity cranks up. The crowd amplifies. The teams put everything they have. And there's a saying, leave it all on the field. You know what? I think there's a lot of parallels between that and what we do every weekend in children's ministry and in family ministry. We leave it all on stage or all in the small group room or all in the large group room. I know a lot of you out there, you give everything you have. And when you go home on a Sunday afternoon, you're wiped out. But it's a good wiped out. So let's talk about this fourth quarter and how do we make it count? How can we make this fourth quarter impactful? And let me tell you this, you haven't figured it out yet. Fourth quarter is vital to the next game, aka the new year. So let's dive into this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast and let's talk about why the fourth quarter matters. Now, if you've been in ministry for any length of time, you know that you don't just walk into Sunday morning unprepared. (laughs) At least you shouldn't. You should always have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C at least, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, again, using the sports analogy, and if you're not a sports enthusiast, I'm apologizing for you right now. I hope you won't tune me out, but I hope that you'll stay with me and figure out how this fits for you. But as a ministry leader, We have to have a game plan for every single weekend, for every event. As we look at our calendar and as we look forward to 2022, what is that first quarter going to look like? Because if we don't plan out our fourth quarter and our first quarter, everything in the middle is going to be a mess. So let's start talking about why the fourth quarter matters. It's because the first quarter matters. Now, what do you mean by that, Tom? I know it's probably confusing to some of you. But the first quarter is important, but you have to plan for it in the fourth. Now, a game scenario, this is where my analogy breaks down, but stick with me here. 
I truly believe in ministry that the fourth quarter of the year is vital to getting our, our next year started. If we don't plan ahead, if we don't get ourselves ready, if we don't have our systems improved, if we haven't recruited well, we are going to be behind the eight ball when it comes to the new year. You know, we have to do what scripture says in Proverbs 16:3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plan will succeed. We have to make a commitment before the Lord that we are going to follow and do all that He asks us to do. So we need to spend this fourth quarter asking God, what next? What do you want me to do in the new now, this new year in 2022? God, what what do you want me to do for my teams? What do you want me to do for my families? What do you want me to do for the children? Some of you are, are avid planners. You love to get out the big next year's calendar and you love to put all your events up there. Some of you are fly by your seat of your pants going Mach 3 with your hair on fire kind of people. And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, calendars break me out in hives. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I understand that. But let me tell you, God is a God of order not a chaos. If you're constantly in chaos mentally and emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, maybe you need to lean into the Holy Spirit even more. You know, Galatians 5.25 says we live by the Spirit and we need to keep in step with the Spirit. We need to be thinking in steps. And so in this first quarter, fourth quarter, I want you to think about your first quarter. What steps will you take to move a child closer to Jesus? doesn't know him already? What will you do for the child who knows him and is a believer? How will you move them in their next steps? How will you help your volunteers grow deeper in their faith and improve their ministry to the children? How will you help moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and other caregivers minister to their children outside the four walls of the church? What's your plan? What's your steps? What are you thinking about right now? What are you dreaming about? Can I encourage you to write it down and then pray it through? Commit those things to the Lord because then you're going to get his heart. And that's the only guarantee that things won't fail is when you have God's heart, when you do it God's way. My friends, we need to be walking in step with the Spirit. And so in this fourth quarter, what's your plan for the next year? I hope that you'll finish this quarter strong. I know it's been a hard season and it's been a hard year. And we pray that 2022 will be a lot different than 2021 because we still have the pandemic we're dealing with. And for some of our international friends, they're still dealing with lockdowns and hardships. Friends, I don't know what God's up to. I know that we are growing closer to the final days, and I know that what we do matters even more than ever. I hope you realize that. This is the time that we do have to, as we enter the fourth quarter of a game, so to speak, we'll go back to my game analogy, we have to strap on the helmet tighter. We have to pull down on our our our, our shoulder pads and get, get geared up. We've got to know the plays and we've got to execute because if we don't, it can be deadly spiritually. So as you plan for 2022, sit down and think about your goals and your dreams and lay them before the Lord and ask him to show you his plan, his steps, and then put it on the calendar. Remember though, as you plan for 2022, to put down your family stuff first, because if you don't, I guarantee your family is going to take second place. You know, when I'm coaching leaders, one of the things that we do is an exercise when we're thinking about task management and time management and project management is we look at what do you want to do as a family? When are you going to take time off? When are you going to be 
the family person. And then when are you going to be the ministry person? You need to have your dates down first, then add the ministry stuff. Because again, if you don't, your first ministry, your first priority, your family, your marriage will take second place. Trust me, I know. I made those mistakes in the past and I shamefully admit it. It hurts. But listen, I don't want you to make those same mistakes. So that's why I'm thinking about this right now, that, that as you're thinking about the next season, the next game, the next next ministry year, what are you going to do and how are you going to lay it out? Also, you need to ask yourself, is this pace sustainable? Is this pace sustainable? Is what you are doing in your children's ministry and in your church ministry as a whole sustainable for you, staff, your volunteers, your families. We often create such fatigue in the church because we think we have to have more and more and more, and we don't. If the pandemic taught us anything, folks, it's that simplicity wins. We don't need multiple things. We don't need to run ourselves in. So please think about what's your plan? Is it sustainable? Does it honor God? Is it in step with the Spirit. You know, as we think about the fourth quarter of this year, how are we finishing? How do we feel? Evaluate where you've come to at this point in the year and ask yourself, do I want to feel this way next year in the fourth quarter? Do I really want to be this exhausted? Or maybe it's been a great season and you're like, yes, I want to totally duplicate this. Well, then how are you going to do it? Let's figure it out. Let's go. What went well? Why did it go well? And how can we duplicate it? Or what went well, why did it go well, and what do we need to change so that we can make it even better and more effective and more impactful for the kingdom? Just because something works well doesn't mean it has to be repeated the same way. In fact, I would challenge that and say, don't repeat it. Make it better. Make it different. So as you look at your fourth quarter, then you can start looking again at the first quarter and say, okay, who needs training? Who needs equipping? Who needs a break? Who needs uh, some discipleship? Who needs some correction, some retraining? Who needs some inspiration and encouragement? I hope that you're asking some of these kind of questions because as a leader, you should be asking these questions. You should be ahead of your team. You should be ahead of the ministry season, thinking ahead of it in steps. And if it gets too overwhelming for you, it's probably because you're taking too big of steps. I'm a big rock person. I love to jump from big rock to big rock to big rock. One of the things that my ministry coach challenged me on was to think in smaller steps. And yes, we've all heard the old adage and it gets probably overused. How do you eat an elephant? And that's one bite at a time. Well, how do you run a marathon? Yeah, one step at a time. You know, this is this ministry is a marathon, not a sprint. And so we have to start taking one step. But it starts by knowing where you're running, how far you're running, what pace can you run it at. You know, you don't see a marathoner bolting out and sprinting the entire race. They have a pace and it's sustainable. So as you go into your fourth quarter, how was your pace this season? Yeah, we had some parts of it that were just really, really hard and we were running really, really fast. Can you keep that up in the next year? If you can't, what are you going to do to change it? See, if some of these things get sticky for you and if they're if they're challenging for you, this is where a ministry coach comes in handy. Because a coach can help you see things from a different perspective. Now, a coach shouldn't tell you this is how you should do it, but help you discover 
the way it should be done. When I lead ministry leaders and when I coach them, that's one of the things that they're often saying, well, how would you do this? Well, it doesn't matter how I would do it because my context is different than yours. My church is different than yours. One of the things I recognize is that God is at work in you and in your church. So let's figure out what he's doing and let's jump in and join him because we want God to be blessing. We want to be keeping in step with the Spirit like Galatians 5.25 says. The only way to do that is to figure out where is God working and sometimes why aren't we hearing it? Why aren't we seeing it correctly? We might have to stop and pause. We might have to eliminate some things. We might have to just, like the one book, Ruthlessly Elimination of Hurry, we might have to really cut some things drastically. But again, we're doing all this stuff in the fourth quarter to prepare ourselves to hit that first quarter with such huge impact because, again, our time is running short. And we may not even see the first quarter of the next season. We don't have a promise of tomorrow, right? So what we do today matters. So I hope if you've never taken a day of evaluation, that you would do that. Oftentimes for me, I would wait and, and do my annual evaluation uh, the week right after Thanksgiving. It was a quieter week in our in our church, and it was just before we were ramping up all the Christmas celebrations. And I would tend to take a few days off and go away to pray and spend some time alone. And I would evaluate the first three quarters of last the last year because I wanted to know what it was like and how did I do? Where did I improve on my team? Where did I improve myself as a leader? How did I grow? What were some of the most impactful things I've read and listened to? Some of the things that I learned at conferences, how have I implemented them? You know, let me stop right here and say we're getting into conference season and I know there's starting to be some in-person conferences. One of the most dangerous things about conferences is you can come home with all sorts of ideas, but if you don't know how to implement them, and it, you've wasted God's resources and time and treasure. Please, if you go to a conference in person this year, or if you attend another virtual conference, make sure you set aside some time to process and think, how can I invest in this to make this beneficial? What can I use? What's one or two things that I can take and use? You also have to fight the discouragement monster when you come back from a conference because you're all jazzed up and ready to go. Your team, if you didn't take your team or your senior leader, they're not going to share those same feelings, right? Because they weren't there. They didn't experience it with you. So you're going to have to think about why this is so exciting and how will this make a difference? Again, if you commit it to the Lord, what you do, your plan will succeed but you have to make sure that it's God's plan and not somebody else's that you heard off the main stage. You know, I've found out, and I'm not trying to be too harsh, but I've seen a lot of quote-unquote main stage speakers, and I've heard stories about sometimes how even famous pastors, when you talk to their children, they will tell you a different story. Just because we quote-unquote make them a celebrity or they're really popular or they're all over social media doesn't mean they have everything together. <laughs> and I know we all know that social media tells one story, but our families can tell another. So I hope we're true to that. So when you go to conferences, you need to make sure that you are thinking through your plan. How does this fit? Does it fit? Can I even use this? I hope that you go into a conference thinking about things that you want and need to learn to make your next season better, more impactful for the kingdom. Again, when you come to the fourth quarter of your year, you should be able to evaluate, has that been effective? Did I implement that well? What didn't I implement well? How did I communicate? Did I not communicate well enough? So that was just a little squirrel moment for those of you that are heading off to conferences and will be heading off to conferences in the next year. And I hope and pray that you would be able to to see all that God has you to see and that your heart would be open to only those things 
that God wants you to have and that you won't just try to plug and play something new and fuzzy and with all the bells and whistles. Don't get shiny penny syndrome because that won't be effective when it comes to the real game. All right, so let's get back into some other things that you can do in the fourth quarter to make it impactful. One of the things that you have to do, remember Psalm 16, 9 says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So it's important that we plan the course. So as you think about it again, what are some things you're going to do for yourself? As it, there's the law of the lid, as Maxwell teaches, that your ministry will only go as far as you go as a leader. If you've got gaps, who can you delegate to so that those gaps are full? There shouldn't be any gaps in your ministry. If you're equipping saints to do the work of the ministry, you plug those gaps with people who have those skill sets and have that zone of genius that love doing it, that are energized doing it. Because just listen, you won't get burned out if you're doing what you're supposed to do. If you're doing what you're called to do and what you're gifted to do in your zone of godly genius, and trust me, you don't burn out. When I burned out and I got messed up is when I stepped out and tried to do everything and anything. I had the old philosophy of if not me, then who? If I don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, the enemy wants me to believe that. He wants me to be arrogant enough to think I can accomplish it all. Let me tell you, I can't. If you want to weaken your next quarter, just keep doing all it by yourself. I know some people are out there and you're going, but Pom, I'm in a small church and it's just me. Listen, if it's just you, there's some things that have to stop. And if they st- if, if somebody complains, well, then good. Hey, you know what? They just volunteered. <laughs> you have to realize that God hasn't asked you to do it all. And it's his ministry anyway. It's not yours. You're just called to steward it. Keep your hands open, not closed. So as you go into this fourth quarter, you have to ask yourself, am I doing things for the right reasons? Check your motives. Check your heart. You see, again, in his heart, a man plans his course. Is your heart right? Is it in the right place? One of the things and one of the reasons why I believe God asked me to start restoring leaders was because there were so many times my heart got messed up, got so cynical and critical, got so comparative, got jealous, I got frustrated, I got hurt. And out of all of that, I started ministering and I started planning things and I kept fig- couldn't figure out why was thing- why were things so messed up? Why were things not working well? Why weren't I why wasn't I attracting more team members and why weren't more people coming? Because my heart wasn't up. In this fourth quarter, how's your heart? If it's tired and you need a break, take one. If you, if you're wounded and you're discouraged and you feel isolated and alone, maybe because of choice or maybe because of circumstance, you don't have to stay that way. You know, it's expensive sometimes to invest in a coach, but it's more expensive, more at risk if you don't. Have you asked yourself that? What's it going to cost if I keep going the way I'm going? What's it, co- what's it cost? What's it going to impact? Who's it going to hurt if I hold on to this pain, if I keep thinking I'm alone or I have to do it alone? What's at risk if I think I don't need a coach because I can go to a conference or read a book or I'm already organized enough? I don't, I don't need any help with that. What's at risk? What's it going to cost? And can it hurt the next year? Can it hurt that next season? Can it prevent you from being all that God wants you to be? My friends, there's a lot of questions that you can ask, and I love walking through this with leaders. This is some of my favorite time of year because I love evaluating, and I love asking God. And I am doing that right now. I'm doing that for the KMC. I'm doing that for Restoring Leaders. I want to know how to finish this year so that 2022 can be an amazing year. I want to help restore more leaders. I want to see them live restored and lead renewed. I want to see them prevent burnout. 
want to see them help their volunteers prevent burnout. I want to see them change the culture on their staff and on their in their church level, on their church staffs, so that we prevent and, and we realize that when we're tired and we're wounded and we're exhausted, that it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength to say, hey, I need a break. And we take that. We guard our priorities and our boundaries and our first ministries, our families. Because we guard our own heart, we protect that heart so that the plans that come out of it are the plans that God can bless. You see, Jeremiah 10, 23 says, I know, O Lord, that as a man's life is not his own, it is not for a man to direct his own steps. See, you have to ask yourself in this fourth quarter, have I been doing this all on my own? Or is this really the Holy Spirit's power in my life? You know, we have to make sure that what we do is not in our own strength. We have to make sure that when we recruit, we recruit in a godly way and we let the Holy Spirit lead to our ministry and we invite them to come join us where God is working and we invite them to use their time and talent and treasures so that they can build into the kingdom the way God asked them to do. What an honor and a privilege you're inviting them to. You're not inconveniencing people. That's a mindset shift we have to get. When we ask people to volunteer to serve, we're asking them to use their time and their talent and treasure in the kingdom. This is the least we can do as a follower of Christ. It's an act of spiritual worship when we sacrifice ourselves. When we don't, we're being selfish, honestly downright sinful, because we're not willing to give others, because we'd rather be given to. But we as leaders have got to make sure that the way we approach people is to invite them in and encourage them to use their talents and their gifts because we want their hearts in it. And we want them to serve for a long time, but we want them to serve because they want to serve and they want to give to the kingdom. But as for us, we have to realize that our life is not our own and that God is going to direct our steps. God is going to bring us the people we need. He's going to enlarge our ministry when we're ready for it. And if we're not, if we're not prepared for it, if we don't have the systems in place, if we can't handle more, God is not going to give us more. So you have to ask yourself in this fourth quarter, am I ready for more? One of the things that I ask my coaching students is if God doubled their ministry next Sunday, would you have the systems in place, the volunteers in place, the plan in place to handle it? What if all of a sudden something changed drastically? <laughs> and could you could you use, you know, pivot? I hate that word. Should be banned from the English dictionary. But could you? Could you change the battle plan right in the middle of the game? Because sometimes when it comes to the fourth quarter and you're in a sports team, you have to change things up. I remember playing high school football and we were playing and, and we started realizing that the other team just had our playbook, it felt like. They knew what we were running. Well, thankfully, our coach had prepared for that and prepared us for that. And we went to a whole different style of a game and we came back and won the game. All because our coach saw ahead, was dreaming ahead, thinking ahead, and planned ahead and was ready to pit when he had to. Is your team ready to do that? Um, one other freebie is, have you cross-trained people? Are there people that know how to do multiple jobs, multiple roles, even your role at a moment's notice? Do you have somebody like that? If you don't, make that a goal for this next year. Start preparing them in this quarter. Get it ready so that in the first quarter, you're ready to put them in. So, I'm going to wrap this podcast up because I think I've given you lots of things to think about it. But let me just wrap up with this. Again, are you thinking big enough for 2022? Are you dreaming God-sized dreams? Are you setting God-sized goals? And are you planning the steps to reach them? Listen, if I can be of help and service, KMC Coaching is here for any leader that needs it. Yes, there's a fee to it. I make no apologies for what 
charge. I, this is how I take care of my family. This is my ministry. It's what I do. But I believe in what I do, and I believe I've helped many, many leaders practically and solidly build their ministries. I would love to come alongside of you if you need it. And if I'm not the right fit, I will tell you. And I have a number of other coaches around in children's ministry world that I would highly recommend you check out. But I would love that opportunity to talk to you. So you can go to kmccoach.net and schedule a, a free call. We can talk about how to make your fourth quarter strong and how we can make the first quarter of 2022 even stronger. If you're hurting, you're isolated, you're burning out, you're maybe walking wounded, you're feeling like, do I even want to continue the next season? I would really love to talk to you. The main thing that I do is restoring leaders. You can go to restoringleaders.org. You can check out the website. There's not a lot of bells and whistles on it, but I put my time into leaders rather than all the flashy stuff. I don't do a ton of videos and books and all that stuff because I'm praying into leaders. I want to help you. I want to encourage you. I want to keep you in ministry. I want to help you live restored and lead renewed. So if I can be of service, and here's the thing, restoring leaders is a ministry. It's something God led me to do. It's not a business. In fact, I don't charge for anyone who's hurting or wounded or in ministry transition. If you later on down the road want to sow into the ministry and pay it forward by making a donation to the ministry, we would love that. Or maybe you're in the place now where you can financially support someone and sponsor another leader. If God leads you to give, I would love to have your support right now. You can go to restoringleaders.org and there is a giving button that you can donate and sponsor another leader. But if you're hurting and you need help, please schedule a call or grab our burnout guide off of the website. Get some ideas of how you can prevent burnout in your own life. But my hope and prayer is, is that you would seek some help, seek some encouragement, let somebody guide you through the valley seasons. I'm super excited that it won't be long and my book Valleys Over Mountains will be coming out and it's a guide to help leaders walk through the hard challenging seasons. I hope that it'll be an encouragement to many many leaders out there. I'll be sharing this at more more conferences in fact I'll be at Children's Pastors Conference in Orlando in January and so if you're there Come see the Restoring Leaders booth. Uh, we'll be uh, at 114, I believe, is where we're going to be at. We would love to talk to you, have some time with you, maybe even have a meal or coffee and sit and chat. would love to be able to meet you in person, especially if you're a podcast listener. Please come by and say hi. I'll be there uh, doing a breakout on Thursday afternoon um, about mindset and how to change your mind. Uh, and I would hope that you could come to that. But if not, um, I'll be around the conference and I would love to talk to you. So again, we're here to serve. That's what Kid Ministry Collective is all about. We want to make this fourth quarter exciting. We're amped up because we know Jesus is coming back soon. The trumpet's going to blow. And we want to take more children and more families to the kingdom of God with us. So please, let's stay in the game. Let's live restored. Let's lead renewed. And God bless you, my friends. Stay tuned. We've got some great episodes coming up. In fact, there's going to be a great episode coming up with Jim Weidman about his brand new book on authentic leadership. Can't wait to record that one here real soon. So uh, look forward and stay tuned for that. Um, God bless you. And again, if I can be of service to you, my name's Tom. I'm here for you. I love you all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective. And stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped 
and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.